1: It's a fact. If the riches of the wealthy were suddenly given to the average American, the rich would have most of their wealth back in no time at all. Not because they're more deserved, but because they do a great job of getting us to spend it back to them. And once in their hands, they work it to their self-interest. The host of Get Rich Slow, Jim McAlees, believes the financial decisions you make today will guide your financial destiny tomorrow. Jim teaches you to plan for the worst and then hope for the best. America is under no obligation to provide what you need. Entitlements are out. Opportunity is today's watchword. Money matters can be intimidating, but they don't have to be. So start or supercharge your wealth-building plan now with Jim McAleese.
2: Good morning, and welcome to Get Rich Slow. This is your money pool for financial winners. Here we're going to explore strategies to help you prosper. We look at the big picture and then develop plans, plans to help guide our families to meet their financial goals. Get Rich Slow gives you solid financial strategies that will help improve your financial life. If you want the truth, not the hype, please join us for the next hour for Get Rich Slow. I'm Jim McAleese, Certified Financial Planner and President of Cornerstone Consultants Incorporated, where securities and investment advisory services are offered through Next Financial Group, which is a member of FINRA and Civic. Cornerstone Consultants is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. Well, good morning. I hope you're enjoying your summer. The weather has been almost perfect for the last couple of weeks. Even even with the snow showers. Snow showers, I'm sorry. The showers. It seems that we are almost through the dog days of summer already without a drought in sight. I'm looking at the weather in the west and with all their fires and heat and everything else and the heat domes and uh, and things like that. And uh, <clears throat> the weather in northeast Ohio and the pleasant surprise. The showers have been watering the, the, uh, our places, our lawns, our trees, and everything else on a regular basis. And it, the, the, uh, uh, the greenery outside that looks like a veritable jungle out there. Everything is a healthy shade of green. <clears throat> but let's not worry about the weather. Summers are about vacations. Most of my vacation is centered around visiting the children and grandchildren. And summer's a great time because the grandchildren are out of out of uh, school. You know, if I go to visit them during their school time, which is going to start pretty soon, then it's a matter of uh, they've got their uh, schedules and uh, you know, with all the school activities nowadays, particularly in high schools, yeah, you don't have any time to, uh, to visit anyhow. You just uh, uh, they got their sports events and other things, and it just consumes all their days. But hey, okay, now with the grandkids going back to high, going back to high school and college, uh, my vacations will be over until the holiday season, you know, like Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas. Uh, now with the summer vacation's over or almost over, we can pay attention to what's happening in the world and how that affects our investments. This week, global equities were mostly up. Uh, In the United States, the Standard and Poor and the Dow Jones Industrial closed up for the week. Uh, Major equity indices in the European Union and UK were up, and Asia was up. The Dow Jones Industrial Average closed Friday at thirty-five thousand five hundred and fifteen point three eight. The Standard and Poor five hundred closed at four thousand four hundred sixty eight. Uh, and the nasdaq closed at uh eight hundred and 22 so basically they dow Jones is up close to rose um, well, up nine cents of one percent for the week uh, the standard of poor was up seven cents for the week and the uh, <clears throat> the uh, nasdaq was down nine cents of a percent for the week Yeah that 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 kind of reflects the uh, rotation that we've been having in terms of uh, value and uh, growth. The equity markets continue to move forward uh, as investors are are drawing confidence from the blockbuster uh, round of earnings. And uh, these past weeks, according to JP Morgan, at their review of the second quarter earnings season, uh, which is nearly complete, operating er earnings of the Standard & Poor's 500 are up uh, uh, $49.25, and this represent a growth of 84% year-over-year year and uh, 5% quarter-over-quarter. Quarter. That's according to J.P. Morgan's note. So with the U.S. economy as measured by the GDP, growing at an annual rate of uh, 6.5% in the second quarter, <clears throat> and consumer spending increasing at a 11.8 percent annual pace as the economy recovers. Investors are are favoring uh, U.S. Uh, equities. <clears throat> you know they're just they're looking at what well, we have talked before about the uh, the perfect uh, the perfect dawn and the perfect sunrise where <clears throat> you have a combination of. Uh, of uh, the consumer who's he's feeling flush with uh, the money that they've saved and not going out, not going on vacations. <clears throat> they've been uh, putting their uh, stimulus checks in the bank. That plus the $6 trillion worth of uh, stimulus that came out of Washington. <clears throat> All these things, and plus the ultra low um, uh, credit rate, credit. Uh, Amounts. You know, you've got a corporation with a reasonable uh, credit rating can sell 10-year bonds with 3% coupons. So uh, there's more cash than anybody knows what to do with. So uh, it's been a good time for stocks. And, that, and that's in spite of the resurgence of the COVID virus with its newest Delta variant. Uh, it's already impacting the restaurants and theaters. Uh, people came out and they thought they were free, and then this new new delta variant comes along and uh, now they're not quite sure how free they are anymore and uh, the United States uh, continues to vaccinate approximately seven hundred and twenty thousand people a day and uh, according to the Center for Disease Control, only sixty percent of the uh, population over age 11 are immunized. And by immunized, they mean you got the double shot from either Pfizer or uh, Moderna or the single shot from uh, Johnson & Johnson. So with this new Delta variant, the number of new cases uh, per day is approaching approximately 120,000, depending upon which which numbers you're looking at. Uh, While that's straining hospitals in certain states, most of the cases are unvaccinated people, and that'll cause more more vaccination. People will see the handwriting on the wall. And while the Center for Disease Control is talking about mask requirements, uh, the government has no intention of closing the economy like they did in February and March of last year. The most vulnerable people right now um, you know, you're going into the catching it and going into the hospitals and stuff like that are uh, the unvaccinated people, and the, basically the 20 to 40 uh, year old uh, group. And uh, uh, basically, with our uh, vaccines, the new vaccines, uh, the uh, virus uh, will probably die out as more, vaccin- more people are vaccinated. And uh, surprisingly, there's been a number of cases of people who were fully immunized and then tested positive for COVID. That's called the uh, breakthrough cases. And uh, in Bloomberg's uh, News, uh, quote, what is the breakthrough infection rate? And the doctors and immunologists say these uh, infections are relatively rare quote, a report from late May at the Center of Disease Control and Prevention and Infection found more than 10,000 cases of COVID-19 in vaccinated people Mm -hmm. across 46 states and territories between January 1st and April 30th of this year. That that equates to about uh, uh, one in a hundred of the roughly Uh, 100 million people who have been fully vaccinated as of April 30th of these roughly, roughly 10,000 people out of a hundred million, about 10% were hospitalized. And of that 10%, nearly a third didn't show symptoms or were in the hospitals or hospital for reasons unrelated to the COVID of that 10,000 approximately 160 uh, patients died. So mm-hmm. there's still at risk there because indeed when the viruses came out, uh, they talked about effectivity in terms of 95 and 96%. And uh, uh, so that leaves a hole there where the viruses, it's not 100%, so the viruses can get in there even after you're vaccinated. So. Uh, this has led to the development of uh, booster shots. And uh, Israel, was uh, uh, they were concerned about the situation in terms of this breakthrough uh, um, infection, and they started giving the, the third shot uh, uh, to those people over age 60. And uh, Germany and France are... They also have plans for a third shot, and even the U.S. Uh, uh, Center for Disease Control uh, they've recommended that the uh, <clears throat> recommended the third shot for Americans with uh, weak immune systems, so people with organ transplants or cancer treatments or things of that nature. And uh, you know, the vaccine companies they're going through. Uh, clinical tests right now to determine the right uh, uh, dosage and effectivity. So I suspect that I don't know, maybe, in a, <clears throat> maybe sometime in in October uh, they'll start talking about um, the United States will start talking about the third shots for everybody. But <clears throat> that's just something that uh, you got to look to the center for disease control for what they're doing and what they're going to uh, bless in terms of the number of shots but i think that's coming which to me um, you know we went through the, uh, the covid uh, pandemic you know when there wasn't any vaccines and then with the vaccines uh, people felt much more confident people felt they were going back to normal and there's always hiccups and in this case the hiccups is the uh, hiccups are that they We've got this new um, variant, this uh, Delta variant, which is going to give us problems until we we conquer that, too. But there's been a silver lining to this whole situation because in adopting to the uh, pandemic, uh, the economy adapted in ways to boost productivity and uh, profits. Uh, such things as video conferencing, remote working at home, shopping online, etc. These changes and many more allowed gross domestic product to grow 6.5% in the first and second quarters of this year and that allowed the economy uh, to grow that fast with 8 or 9 million fewer workers. Uh, so there's a by a dichotomy there between hey, yeah. we're increasing productivity dramatically uh, and uh, we're doing with uh, fewer workers. Um, this represents a big increase in productivity and uh, and profits in between the fourth quarter of two thousand nineteen and the second quarter of two thousand twenty one. The real gross domestic product. Uh, per uh, 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 worker uh, rose by 5.5%. And that's a big change in productivity. So what you're seeing is that the U.S. economy is continues to stream forward. We're going to talk about job openings and, and the consumer price index and how that's related to uh, import prices and how that's related to Small businesses and values and things of this nature. So um, we talk about some of the quote big picture issues, and like I mentioned previously, the big picture issue in the United States right now, certainly in the uh, equity in the investment world, is that basically uh, uh, we're looking at the perfect sunrise in terms of uh, stimulus, uh, in terms of uh, Uh, people who have been constrained and who feel uh, rich now because of uh, their uh, increase in their home prices, uh, um, their investments going up, their uh, savings, additional savings by not going to restaurants and and sporting events and theaters for a whole year. Uh, Plus, the Federal Reserve is... uh, Keeping the interest rates super low, and the way they're doing that <clears throat> is they're basically uh, they, excuse me, this whole show I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have this fraud in my throat, so you just have to excuse me. But uh, the, what you're seeing in the in the Federal Reserve, <clears throat> they're keeping the interest rates low by putting the federal funds rate or the overnight rate down to a zero to one quarter of a percent. But they're also utilizing the uh, eighty billion dollars a month of uh, uh, and, and treasury buys and the forty billion dollars a month of uh, mortgage-backed securities from uh, Fannie and Freddie to keep the interest long longer-term interest rates down. In other words, you're looking at the ten-year Treasury with about one point three percent. It probably <clears throat> ordinarily would be and it's three. Three, maybe three and a half percent, but the uh, uh, what you're hearing is that the Fed is looking at all the uh, inflation uh, information and uh, uh, the economy, but it's uh, focused on uh, getting these a good portion of these eight or nine million people that are unemployed back to work. So um, the the idea there is that. Uh, they'll have to. Uh, yeah, the rumor, anyhow, is that it's starting to be at the end of this year, they'll start uh, uh, slowing down on that uh, $80 billion uh, and $40 billion buy uh, per month. They won't dramatically drop it, but they'll, they'll uh, take it down uh, each quarter uh from probably end of this uh uh end of this year to the uh end of 2022 so uh at that point then they'll start raising the the uh, fed funds rate so uh, the interest rates will go up but uh, it looks like right now uh, again we're in that perfect uh, uh sunrise where Uh, Interest rates are low. There's money in the system. People are feeling rich. Uh, People are buying. The thing we have uh, slowing us down is the COVID. And uh, uh, so it looks like a very good time uh, for the stock market. And uh, and aside from that, let's talk about where we're at in terms of our planning. In other words, have you sat down and uh, Determine what your goals are. Um, and that means uh, if, if uh, you're coming out of uh, college or uh, going into the workforce, uh, uh, typically it's a car and an apartment. Uh, but there could be other things that are later to be uh, uh, and starting a family and buying a home. And then it'll be. Uh, you know, getting the kids educated and uh, finally it will be uh, retirement. So each one of those goals uh, you take a look at it, you make an estimate of how much it costs. You can estimate how much a, a college will cost uh, or other people will say, okay, we're going to do a community college for the first two years and then go to a regular college. Uh, that's a good plan. I've, never, I've never, methods of of, uh, uh, funding your plan. In other words, first you've got to identify what your plans, what your goals are, and then you have to say, well, when do we need the money? How much money do we need? And then start uh, uh, putting the money away in investments to be able to generate that amount of uh, money in the future. So uh, that's where the financial planning aspects come in, and that's basically uh, what we do for the clients. So we sit down and go over their plan and uh, their investments, and what is available, and uh, uh, help them keep track of uh, keep track of their financial plan and make sure it's operating right. And if it isn't, make make uh, changes, either not require more savings or their investments or whatever, and of course, along the way, there's always mishaps that we don't plan for, uh, and uh, those are the surprises in life. But hey, uh, uh, if you've got a good plan, uh, you put something away for those uh, known unknowns. So, we'll, we'll you know, one of the things we can do is. Uh, uh, why don't you give us a call? We have a toll-free number. It's one That's 1-888-281-1110. Now give us a call, and uh, let's talk about the issues that you're having in your planning, and uh, maybe we can uh, be helpful. Um, with that in mind, let's... Uh, uh, Let's take a uh, a break. I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. Welcome back to Get Rich Slow. This is Joe's this morning, Jim McAleese. We're talking about uh, the economy and investments and things of this nature, and Basically, what we're seeing is that the economy is uh, growing, and it's not without its growing pains, though. Uh, One of the things we're going to talk about is the JOLTS report, and the JOLTS report is going to, that's the job openings and labor turnover uh, survey that's put out by the Department of Labor, and uh, that reviews the job openings uh, for the entire nation. But for small businesses, uh, approximately 49 percent. reported that, they had job openings in uh, July that they couldn't be, uh, couldn't fill. Uh, that's the second highest level to date, going back to 1986. So, according to the National Association of Independent Businesses um, survey, their member they survey their members to get a uh, snapshot of what the small business owner is seeing in July. And they frame it in terms of an optimism index. And what they show is that the optimism index decreased 2.8% in July to 99.7, reversing the entire 2.9 point gain in June's report. So small businesses continue to struggle to find workers to fill open positions. Forty-nine percent of all owners reported job openings they couldn't uh, fill in the current period. So one way of getting around that is uh, uh, offering more money. Uh, but uh, and a lot of a lot of these jobs, and we'll talk about that in the jobs report. A lot of those jobs require um, licenses and and uh, um, training and everything else. So um, it's not just a matter of the money. It's just a matter of having the people that have that capability and can step step up to that capability. So what we're seeing is uh, uh, unfilled job openings have remained far above the 48-year historical average of 22%. Uh, 43% have openings for skilled workers and 25% have openings for unskilled labor. Uh, 54% of the job openings in construction are for skilled workers. And uh, over 61% report uh, reported hiring or trying to hire uh, in July. And owners plan to fill uh, open positions remaining at record high levels with a seasonally adjusted uh, 27% planning to create new jobs in the next three months. So the creation of new jobs and filling old jobs and uh, uh, the small business, 38% reported raising compensation, a uh, 27% plan to raise compensation uh, in the next three months. And uh, that's a 48-year record high reading and 9% said subject uh, cited. Labor cost as their top business uh, problem, and 26% said that uh, labor quality was their top business problem. So uh, people are focused on what is involved in uh, uh, getting uh, people to work and, and getting the job done. And uh, also, we'll talk about that later in the uh, job openings and labor turnover. But uh, let's take a few minutes and uh, uh, go for uh, uh, the the, uh, station identification and things of this nature. So give us a call at 1-888-281-1110. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
1: Hi, this is Colleen, producer of Get Rich Slow. Each week we take calls from people just like you that have questions for our host, Jim McAleese. Oftentimes, Jim can't answer the questions in depth because of time restraints or the need for more detailed information. That's why we encourage you to call Cornerstone Consultants, Inc., the financial counseling service founded by Jim and Tama McAleese. Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. has helped thousands of clients get more for their money. Whether your financial goal is to avoid common investing mistakes, buying your next home, planning for retirement, finding that right mutual fund, or covering your assets with the right kind of insurance, Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. will guide you to wise financial choices. So call Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. for an appointment today at 440-647-2793. That number again? 440 647 2793.
2: Now back to more Get Rich Slow. Welcome back to Get Rich Slow. This is your host this morning, Kim Bankley. You can give us a call over our toll free number. It's 1 888 This week, we got more news with regard to uh, the labor situation. Last uh, week, uh, the labor numbers came out. The new uh, jobs addition came out at over, I think it was 934,000, uh, which means that the economy is staffing up as, as fast as can be. And... Uh, uh, the, uh, it shows basically a continuing strong demand for labor and the availability of jobs as measured by one ad. This is what the Jolts report is all about job openings and labor turnover uh, survey. It says that they're looking at the one ad in uh, the internet, the web, and newspapers and corporate uh, bulletin boards. And uh, they're saying that there were 10 one million uh, openings posted at the end of June. Now, there may be different descriptions as to uh, the unemployed. Uh, some, some characters, some use the, uh, the state roles if you're if you unemployed and you're on the uh, state unemployment roles. But then in this pandemic, where there was also unemployed in terms of the part-time workers, there was unemployed in terms of the gig workers. So, uh, uh, to me, we still have with 10.1 um, million doll- million uh, job offers. Uh, uh, that that continues the leap that was that was made in uh, March. March. Uh, um, less that they were approximately 8.2 million job openings and then they suddenly jumped up to uh, 9 million, 9.2 million in uh, April and then suddenly we're at the, we're consistently at uh, very high numbers like 9 million or 10 million and last in June it was 10.1 million and that's uh, up 6.2% from May and basically 65% from June a year ago. So uh, uh, the job market is hot, and uh, uh, the availability of vaccines uh, paired with the broader reopening of the economy has uh, spurred a snapback in economic, economic activity in recent months, but consumer demand has largely outpaced the business uh, ability to hire in a race to increase uh, headcount, many businesses have begun raising wages and offering incentives like hiring bonuses to attract that So, uh, open positions in June, uh, exceeded the, uh, uh, 9.5 million Americans who were unemployed, but searching for work during the, uh, during the month. And, uh, uh, there were basically 6.7 million hires in uh, June, um, but the economy, the uh, economic data, retail and car sales and everything else uh, shows that the shutdown in 2020 uh, has produced the fastest and most uh, volatile recovery, in you know probably for the one for the history books. Uh, the economy is, is trying to react to the strong demand for labor, uh, services, goods resulting from the vaccination programs, and the opening of the world's largest economy. The, problem, uh, the problems are evident everywhere where millions of people, companies, and the government try to get in sync with the expansion after the pandemic shut down.
1: Uh, there are
2: problems. Uh, everywhere in the labor market with mistakes and with, uh, mismatches and skill boxes, uh possibly excessive unemployment uh, benefits, and in, uh, in businesses with problems with big orders, increasing backlog, delayed deliveries, and increasing costs. And it's going to take time for um, these problems to um, be solved. And, uh, uh, and some estimates, some estimate the the economy won't be back to normal until the end of the year, or even perhaps the first quarter of uh, of next year. So um, it'll be a case of uh, trying times. Total hirings uh, increased to 6.72 million in June from 6 million in May, or 11.6 percent increase. And the increases uh, concentrated in retail sales, construction, durable goods, manufacturing, uh, leisure, and hospitality. And the most uh, hiring was in the, uh, uh, basically in the South and in the Midwest, as opposed to the West and the Northeast. At the same time, the figures highlighted an elevated number of Americans quitting their jobs to search out new opportunities, where they're seeking more flexible hours, increased pay, or the ability to work remotely. The number of quits suggests the workers are much more confident in their ability to find other employment now than they were, let's say, a year ago. So wherever we look, there are signs of a strong market. A market is getting stronger and stronger. Uh, And uh, when I talk about the... uh, uh, the labor force. The United States has a labor force of approximately 141 million workers. So when we talk about the, the numbers that are 10 million and things of this nature, 10 million is a big number, but uh, compared to 141 million, it's still a small percentage. And to uh, give you an idea where the jobs are, the openings, Manufacturing posted 826,000 positions open, and uh, uh, they hired 469,000, and uh, the, uh, the number of separation, the number of quit, was uh, 307,000. So, uh, it's hard enough to get labor uh, on board, but then... Uh, if there's other other job opportunities that are uh, better, uh, people are moving around then and basically quitting, so moving uh, to another uh, job situation. So uh, what you're seeing is that uh, um, demand is there for uh, skilled labor as well as unskilled labor, and it's particularly tight for the skilled labor. Uh, mentioned about uh, uh, manufacturing and uh, durable goods manufacturing, the service industries, the uh, uh, all of those require not only people but also people with uh, skills and training. In other words, it's not like it was 40 years ago, uh, where the, um, uh, before the age of uh, automation. Where um, people could people could make a good living by not having uh, uh, great skills. Now we're talking about uh, machinists uh, being able to mill out billets of, of uh, aluminum and uh, uh, alloys, where the billet might cost a uh, hundred thousand dollars, and the uh, the operator is working on Milling out this uh, parts of this thing to form grids and, and uh, uh, intricate uh, surface uh, stiffeners. So, uh, to me, there's a lot of demand, there's a lot of, uh, of uh, people out there, and this is a perfect time to go out there and get the jobs because uh, uh, the companies are hungry, they'll take people without. Uh, It's not a case now where they can pick and choose among who they want to hire. It's just a matter of let's get the people in. Uh, We'll get them in and get them trained. So that's a good good situation if you're unemployed right now is to get your foot in the the door and get moving back into uh, uh, employment. And the economy is going to remain good for probably two years at least one year, so now's the time to strike. So uh, this is Jim McAleese. You're listening to Get Rich Slow. You can give us a call over our toll-free number. It's 1-888-281-1110. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. Welcome back to this, this is your host this morning, Jim Vangelis. You can give us a call over our toll-free number. It's 1-888-281-E1110. 1110 glad to answer any questions you have about your financial plans or comments that you have on the economy and things of this nature. So
1: uh, one
2: of the concerns that uh, we're seeing in the economy is inflation. Uh, it seems that um, as the stronger the economy gets, uh, the uh, the need for labor, the need for uh, materials increases, and uh, uh, just like in uh, uh, as companies uh, begin to increase their inventories and increase their products, and uh, they have to go back to their suppliers and their suppliers. Are not capable right now of meeting their needs. And a big example is uh, the uh, the uh, chip manufacturing. You know, over the last uh, 10 years, the chip manufacturing uh, has really been consolidated. One of the big ones is uh, the Taiwan uh, Semiconductor. I forget what the name, of the official name of the company is, but they're the biggest uh, chip maker in, in the world. And right now, uh, the auto industry is uh, uh, in trouble because they don't have the uh, chips necessary to you know, run the cars. And uh, the cars are sitting there waiting for chips. And uh, there's more of a markup in gaming chips than in uh, uh, automotive chips. So uh, you're running into this. Situation where uh, you you uh, you put an order in, half the order comes in, the other half has been back ordered, and uh, there's a price increase of about uh, 10 percent or so. So that uh, this is pushing up the interest rates, and uh, uh, the concerns regarding the economy is the enormous. Stimulus uh, from the federal government. And uh, the federal government input $4 trillion into the economy in 2020. And that was the CARES Act in uh, March of 2020. That was your $1,200 checks and your $600 a week uh, federal unemployment benefits on top of the state unemployment benefits and uh, uh, payroll protection plans where you could. uh, you I make loans to small and mid-sized businesses, uh, and uh, uh, the, the loans will be forgiven as long as the money that was borrowed was spent on uh, worker salaries and utilities and things of this nature. And uh, that was the first of the big stimulus packages, and then it was a $900 billion package at the end of uh, 2020. And those were $600 checks and uh, more payroll protection plans. And then, then in 2021, we had the, uh, the next one, the uh, $1.9 trillion stimulus. That was the $1,400 checks. And, and uh, now we're looking at what's coming down the pike. There's the planned infrastructure rebuilding uh, plan, which is worth approximately $1.2. Trillion dollars. Uh, that'll boost the economy uh, even more so. And uh, uh, basically, the U.S. government, uh, because it shut down the economy in February and March of last year, and has been uh, borrowing uh, the money to uh, fund these stimulus and uh, pouring that money into the economy uh, with the latest. Uh, 1.9 trillion, uh, 1.9 trillion stimulus package, and I think it was February or March. The national debt will be approximately uh, uh, 28 uh, trillion dollars. You know, and if all works out according to the plan, the Federal Reserve will continue buying their U.S. Treasuries and agency. agency Mortgage-backed securities to the tune of eighty billion dollars per month of Treasuries and forty billion dollars per month of uh, agency mortgage mortgage-backed securities. These are uh, from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and Jimmy Mae, things of this nature. Uh, all of this is geared towards keeping this interest rate low. It'll keep it going through 2021 and. Uh, and uh, the Federal Reserve said that they're not going to raise the uh, short-term interest rate as inflation increases uh, past two percent, even for, for a prolonged period of time. The Federal Reserve uh, usual control process for inflation is to raise the short-term interest rates to slow down the economy, but that's not in the cards this time. So it's, it's more of let the good times roll. So. The plan for the Federal Reserve is to keep the pedals in the metal until we get strong growth in the economy, good employment numbers, particularly in the lowest paid uh, part of the uh, labor market, and prolonged inflation about 2%. And, uh <coughs> excuse me, I've got this frog in my throat, which is I'm going to have to. Uh, Get a log somehow with it. So, what, what you're seeing now is that the economy. Let me get a drink of water The economy has basically heated up this year as uh, booming demand outpaced the abilities of businesses to keep up. The uh, U.S. gross domestic product rose at a rapid, (laughs) excuse me, six point five percent seasonally adjusted annual rate in the second quarter, and that was powered by consumer spending that climbed at an eleven point eight percent pace as more people got vaccinations and businesses reopened, and trillions of dollars in federal aid flowed through the economy. Gasoline prices picked up uh, 2.4% in July from June, while grocery prices climbed 7 tenths of a percent, and uh, both categories rising at a slightly slower pace than in June. June. Among the supermarket items that uh, jumped the most were pork roast and ribs, and that climbed at 4.4%. And uh, Helen, prices for coffee fell, after rising in June, as did those for fruits and vegetables, uh, with orange prices uh, declining 6.8% from June. A semiconductor shortage uh, has crimped auto production, causing prices to soar in new and used vehicles as well as rentals, but uh, used car prices. slowed sharply in July as prices rose only two-tenths of a percent from June after jumping at least 7.3% in each of the previous three months. So new vehicle prices picked up 1.7%, a slightly slower pace uh, from June, and both are up markedly from the pre-pandemic levels. And uh, most economists expect higher inflation to persist for a while, though declining gradually. And uh, a surveyed by the Wall Street Journal in July estimated an average uh, annual inflation measured by the CPI would slow to 4.1% in December. The rate averaged 1.8% in 2019 before the pandemic hit the U.S. economy in March of 2020. So uh, economists are forca- forecasting growth to slow in the second half of the year. Uh, it's really been on a tear for the first two quarters of the year, first half of the year, after a burst of growth fueled in the spring by widespread businesses reopening and, and rising uh, vaccination uh, rates and the big infusion of government pandemic aid. As these effects fade, consumer spending, consumer spending uh, gains uh, should slow, <clears throat> and that'll help uh, tramp down some of the price pressures. Uh, <clears throat> that's what the economists are saying. Inflation is eating into uh, household spending power, despite wage increases in some industries, instance <clears throat> the average <clears throat> average earnings for the private sector of workers adjusted for inflation So one-tenth of 1% in July from June. That's according to the Labor Department. <clears throat> the Labor Department. <clears throat> Excuse me just a second. Let's uh, <clears throat> stay tuned. I'll be right back. Uh, you can give us a call. Our toll-free number is 1-888-281-1110. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. Get this, well, I apologize for having to disappear there, but uh, you know this frog in my throat. The more you talk, uh, uh, the uh, <clears throat> the more difficult it becomes. So, uh, all the more reason to give me a call. Uh, our toll-free number is one eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. So let's let's go. Let's go back and see what the Department of Labor said about the Consumer Price Index. Uh, they reported on Wednesday that consumer price released that a seasonally adjusted half a percent in July from the month earlier, and that's a smaller gain, monthly gain, than June's 9 tenths of a percent increase, uh, <clears throat> putting it at 5.4 percent. Above its year earlier level. Much of the gain was driven by price increases in food and fuel. Core prices, which exclude food and fuel uh, in an effort to better capture the inflation trend, rose three tenths of a percent in July from a month earlier after rising nine tenths of a percent in June. A big part of why the core uh, readings moderated last month was used car prices. Which had been a significant driver of inflation over the past several months. And the used car prices have finally begun to ease downward. Uh, by the uh, Labor Department's measure, they rose just two tenths of 1% in July uh, from a month earlier after surging 10.7% in June. Uh, further cooling may be in the offing. The used car price index. Uh, From auction company uh, Mannheim, uh, which the Labor Department uh, data tends to lag behind, slipped 2.6% in July from June. So the used car prices are are getting cheaper. I don't know why, but that's the case. Mm -hmm. The latest inflation figures come amid growing concerns about the current rise in COVID-19. and driven by the fast spreading uh, Delta variant and reports that it has begun to dent economic activity. Southwest Air, Air, Airlines said Wednesday it has seen a slowdown in bookings and a rise in trip cancellations this month and expects that to drag down third-quarter operating revenues. The current the carrier said that the leisure passenger traffic and fares uh, top. 2019 levels last month before fears about uh, rising infections took over uh, nationwide. The the Delta outbreak is also driving some consumers to curb restaurant visits and has promoted the return of mask mandates among certain retailers and municipalities. Uh, The weekly average for the number of uh, seated diners in fact, in the, in the uh, restaurant reservation platform, Open Table is down uh, 8% uh, from the 2019 levels through the week that ended on uh, Tuesday. So, the same things, too, for um, travel and things of this nature. If you take a look and you say housing costs, uh, which the Department of Labor derives from the rent prices, accounts for nearly one-third of the, uh, uh, the things that are in the uh, consumer price index basket. Uh, mid-rising demand for housing, the Labor Department measured that rent prices have so been rising. But according to the J.P. Morgan uh, Chase analysis of rent price figures from Zillow, uh, which has risen sharply, suggested there are more to come price increases and so uh, therefore one of the things that is going to become more important as time goes on is the uh, inflation numbers and what we're seeing in the consumer price inflation numbers are up the producer price numbers are up even more than the consumer price numbers and given the producer price index you're basically looking at uh, uh these are things that industry uses in terms of investments and in productivity and things of that nature. So, for for uh, July, uh, the month-to-month increase in the producer price index was one percent, and the year-over-year was seven point eight percent. So, there's basically no uh, place where you can say, "Okay, uh, that's taken care of." And then in the, in the imports and exports, if you take a look at the 12-month average, you see that the import prices are up 10.2%. So inflation for the consumer is going up. Inflation for the producer is going up. The, uh, the import prices are also going up. So our prices are going up, and there's basically no way you know, to get around it. It's just, uh, uh, it's going to be a fact of life until, uh, this this thing is settled down, and uh, uh, we just have to live with it. Probably until the first quarter of next year, so inflation will keep moving up. This is Jim McAleese, listening to Get Rich Low. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Rich Slow. In this show, we talk about your financial life, but there is so much more to your life. Uh, never overdoing one thing to the detriment of the others. In order to reach that balance in your life, you have to spread your time and your attention to different facets of your life. At different times, you have to focus on your personal life and then on your family life then on your professional life, as well as your money life, which we talk about here uh, weekly. In order to balance all the aspects of your life, I wish you several gifts. I wish you the courage to be warm when the world would prefer you to be cool. I wish you success sufficient to your needs. I wish you failure to temper that success. I wish you joy in all your days. And I wish you sadness that you can better measure of your joy. I wish you gladness to overburden, overbalance your grief. I wish you humor and a twinkle in your eye. I wish you glory and the strength to bear its burdens. I wish you sunshine on your path and help to carry you on your journey. I wish you peace in the world in which we live and the smallest corner of your heart where truth is kept. I wish you faith to help define your living and your life. So more I cannot wish you except perhaps love to make all the rest worthwhile. So remember to keep that balance in your life. Don't overwork. Don't neglect things. Stay tuned and stay focused on what you're doing. So until we meet again next week, for more Get Rich Flow, may God protect you and keep you safe.
1: You have been listening to Get Rich Slow with host Jim McAleese. For an outline and registration form regarding the Money School series, call 440-647-2793. For a complete list of books written by Tama McAleese, call 440-647-2793. Or to make an appointment with Jim regarding your own personal financial issues, call 440 647 Jim will be back with Get Rich Slow next Saturday morning on 1420 WHK with more common sense finance strategies for financial winners. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., a member of FINRA and CIPIC. Cornerstones Consultant, Inc. is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.,